1: Day.
2: It's 2 o'clock You know what that means That means it's time They're on Mutiny Radio Or Some call me
1: Tim Yay, I finally timed it out right Alright, here we are on Some Call Me Tim The show where we talk about God and belief and gods, cats, uh, marijuana, whatever you believe in. Today, special guest comedian Richard Barney. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's not not much. Just here to talk about uh, Jesus and stuff, or not? You know, whatever. Uh, do you know why the show's called "Some Call Me Tip"?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the Monty Python yes. Holy Grail deal. Yeah. God,
1: I'm glad that you got that reference. A lot of people are like, "Why?" They're like. Who's Tim? Did people call you Tim? I'm like, no, 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 not Python.
3: This I was confused for are. like five minutes, and I thought real hard and figured it out. There so. you
1: go. Good. That's great. That's because uh, religion is, for some reason, people it's very important, for some people it's very ridiculous, but I love that movie because they're all in search of this mythical object that might or might not exist, and then at the end, it's all a movie. They were filming a movie. <laughs> it's like so meta. Love that shit. Um, the first thing that we do usually is look deeply into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I ask you, do you believe in Jesus?
3: All right, so I'm gonna look deeply into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. Sparkle Jesus is really nice, by the way. Nice. Um, did you make Sparkle Jesus? Was it sort of a collaborative
1: Well, Sparkle Jesus was made um, by one of my buddies, and it was a gift that was given away. They had a, he's of uh, Hispanic descent. Uh, he's a Latino gentleman, and he's uh, super gay. And he bought the painting and then he bedazzled it himself and gave it away at his birthday party that he had a chola contest. So everyone dressed up like, and so my friend Katie dressed up and she won. And so she won Sparkle Jesus and gave it to me because she was like, what else am I? But it was great. She did the lip liner, like the black lip liner on the outside and she had like a flannel that was buttoned at the top. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. That's, where, that's how we came to be in possession of Sparkle Jesus.
3: Well, Sparkle Jesus reminds me a lot of the real Jesus uh, in the sense that he's uh, not anything like the real Jesus. Um, (laughs) He was just like a dude from Palestine around 4 BC, 0 AD, right? right? Um, And that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like where the idea of God comes from. Mm. Um, I read this book by Abraham Maslow, Okay. The uh, You know, the Hierarchy of Needs guy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so, he most famous for the Hierarchy of Needs, but he also has this other book called uh, something, I forget the name of it, something about peak experiences. Mm. And it's about how, you know, across time and different cultures and all of these other things, there have been people who have had sort of like these peak religious experiences. Um you know, where they, like, feel like they come into contact with the divine. Uh-huh. And so, you know, around the 60s, people were really into this idea because people were getting into psychedelics and all that sort of stuff. So, like, was right. like, this other way of accessing it. And so the book is about how psychology shouldn't ignore that. Um, that
1: we create, that we, even without knowing it, we somehow make sense of the world and therefore create gods? Mm,
3: more that, like, there are his sort of hypothesis in the book is that there are certain, like people have these peak experiences and science shouldn't just ignore the fact that they exist and the way that some people describe them, um, throughout time all time has like resulted in religion. Sure. Right. And so that's an idea that I've kind of thought about for a really, really long time. And it was really exciting to me when I found out that like there was a whole book of like other people have thought about this exact thing
1: do you Do you? have you taken acid in the past I have not you haven't I haven't so the first time I took acid I remember it very vividly because I saw God um, but I was like 19 and I was inside a disco ball like it was like a disco ball on the outside except it was like being inside of it and the but it was like clear you could still see the world but it was like being inside of a disco ball and it was all and then like I saw this in this huge like refraction in the sky I was like there's, that's what God is It's this Anyways And so I was like Oh this is great I've seen God But I mean Obviously I was Peaking on acid So of course Like I had some Strange Like Otherworldly experience
2: Right but like, experience.
3: I, like The whole The whole like Point or My thinking and Other people's Is that like you know, you know what a disco ball is because you exist here in America now, right? Right. Like, you are familiar with disco balls, but if you didn't, if you were, like, an ancient uh-huh. Egyptian person or something, uh-huh. right, like, how would you have described that experience? You would have sure. defined it, like, through your own cultural lens, right?
1: Right, and if, I, I mean, it, it is a lens, but let's, like, a, it, would I know what a prism is? Would I know about the right. fraction of light? Would I understand any of that stuff?
3: Exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, and, 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 like, that's the idea of, like, that's where all of, like, th- these kind of, like, great religions came from. Like, people somebody had some sort of peak experience, and then they, like, tried to talk about it through their own, like, lens and cultural sure. whatever. Um, and so I was raised super evangelical. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do
1: you remember some songs? Do you remember your favorite um, songs from when you were
3: little? Yeah. Well... I remember, like, my favorite praise song, because uh-huh. I went to, like, Christian youth camp all the time. Really, yeah. like, and Me too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely Wonderful Cross. Are you familiar with that one? It's kind of a deep cut. I think wonderful it was, like, really cross. just, like, this one particular church. Yeah. I'm sure it was popular in other, like, Reformed Presbyterian whatever's. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, it's the Wonderful Cross. It's basically about how, just how bad it was up on the cross Oof. and how terrible you are for keeping on sinning right yeah
1: i liked um our god is an awesome god he reigns mm-hmm. from heaven up,
3: up classic up, 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 up. Stephen curtis yeah. chapman hell yeah. hell yeah hell yeah
1: um and i also enjoyed um from when i was really little don't build your house on a sandy land don't build Ooh. it too near the shore i don't know that one well it might be kind of nice but you'll have to build it twice so you'll have to build your house once more you gotta build your house upon a rock make a good foundation on a solid spot
3: I know another version of that song that's yeah. not like a... Just the same tune? No, it's a different tune, but like similar concept. I, I, well, I'm blanking about, on it right now. Well,
1: it's about... It's, um, it's from the Beatitudes or whatever, and it's it's the... Yeah, yeah. You don't build your, you've got to build your house on a rock and the whole thing with Christianity and mm-hmm. the same thing. Peter is the rock! Um, but yeah, all those... I have... I was also raised in a Presbyterian, but evangelical sort of Interesting. Yeah. So, the
3: same. I think it's really funny, like, when I talk to people now, how little people know about, like, just generally, like, all of the different flavors of Protestantism. Right. Um, it's super funny to me. Like, I'll tell someone, I was messing up with someone at a party. They were like, I told them I was mostly Presbyterian growing up. Sure. Um, and they're like, what does that mean? I was like, well... Oh. If you learn Bible verses, they make you Jesus on one Sunday a year. And they're like, no way! It's like, no, they don't make you Jesus. But, like, people have no idea. Um, like, it's just hilarious to me that, you know, and there is so much difference with, within Protestantism. There's like, oh, yeah. you know.
1: The Lutherans are almost Catholics. They do Lutherans like and Episcopals nailing. are almost... Yeah, there's, it's there's
3: Pentecostals, like on the sure. other far end, right, speaking in you, tongues and stuff. Exactly,
1: well, and they believe that you speak in tongues, and the only reason, the only way to be a true Christian is if you speak in tongues. So then it like puts it in your head, like, I'm not a Christian unless I speak in tongues, blah, 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 blah. Right. But they believe because of there was a verse in Acts mm-hmm. where the Holy Spirit comes into people and then they yeah, spoke.
3: Yeah, at the, the Pentecost.
1: Right, and that's, that's a funny Pentecostal. Yeah. And so those that's in their whole... Like that snake charming, speaking mm-hmm. in tongues kind of thing is like, uh, okay.
3: The other thing that was interesting for me growing up is that I grew up, um, my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around all the time. And so we were constantly like on the hunt for whatever our home church was going to be somewhere. Right. So I got exposed to like all of these different kinds of Protestantism, basically.
1: Uh, see, the, the funny thing, I went to a Christian school that was at the church, um, the Presbyterian church. And... They told us that Catholicism was a cult. They basically taught us that anything other than Presbyterianism is a cult. Buddhism, Hinduism, Lutheranism, like any, anything other than, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, you're telling me that we, okay, we're all working with the same book, but we're right, and they're wrong. And I have teachers tell me in fifth grade that, like, my grandma, who was a devout Catholic, was going to hell. And I'm like, I just can't even. Like, really? How, how close— like, we're supposed to be open-minded, and yet we're so closed-minded that we can't even be open-minded about people that believe the same thing we do, because they believe it a little differently.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like most of the places I ended up going to church and in school as well um, as a kid, like, they didn't throw around the C-word cult that oven. Um, but definitely, like, there's, like, this litmus test, which is, you know, the basic Christian or evangelical Christian thing, which is, like, as long as you believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he's the son of God you're like good you're good you're good um and but like there are people who are messing up like the Catholics big time that was like sure they're, they've they really screwed it up <laughs> um um although and I think growing up I remember like people talking about Mormonism as being a cult yeah yeah occult. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, less so with Catholics for Catholics, it was like well, most Catholics aren't real Christians because, but like (laughs) some some probably
1: are. Yeah,
3: yeah, Um, and it was like a born again thing, right? And it's more about the like the the like sticking point for like our particular flavor of Christianity was just that like it was more based on like the like works, so like the things that you do or don't do, and like you know going to confession and stuff. And for Catholics, is like. It's it's about works, and for like us, it was more like just grace. So yeah, but it, yeah, but it like goes
1: against that's the Ephesians one, which it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the grace of God, not by works, so no man can boast. Whoa, it's right there, and yet I know they. Whoa, if I did I've,
3: you do Awanas? No, no,
1: no, no. I know that's like christian boy scouts it's like right? christian
3: boy scouts without any camping it's just memorizing bible verses like a shitload of bible verses
1: we my the church the school i went to was really heavy on bible memorization um in second grade you couldn't pass second grade unless you'd memorized first corinthians 13 1 through 13 you know mm-hmm. love is patient love is kind you know that all that stuff Who knows? was jealous i thought like a child blah, 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 blah. now that i'm a man i've left childish ways behind me that whole yeah um 1 Corinthians thirteen one through 13 very very often quoted at, um, what is it called? Uh, weddings and the whatnot. Yeah. Um, but in, I remember in 6th grade, you couldn't pass 6th grade unless you, you we had to have the entire Beatitudes memorized. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Oh, wow. And you'd stand up in front of the class, and you had to recite three entire chapters of the Bible, just standing up and just doing I remember
3: it. at some point in time there was some reward for me as a kid where I had to, like if I memorized an entire book of the Bible Whoa! I could get something and I definitely didn't do it but I, I remember looking for the shortest like book Habakkuk of the Bible like or whatever like, it is <laughs> um, I think it's like Jude or like 2nd Timothy or, sure. or one of those like minor epistles
1: yeah, 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 yeah I think that there's some in the Old Testament too that are pretty short yeah and the Old Testament ones I mean I'm I've I, I have a whole joke about it. Do you do you don't, Do you do, do any Christian jokes in your
3: Yeah family? I do I do one about like speaking in tongues Um I've been doing one about Christian horse camp Which is pretty lame But yeah
1: <laughs> Christian horse camp
3: Yeah Yeah Um it's just like regular horse camp, but with Jesus ex- stuff, plus <laughs> with, lots of Jesus stuff. And Jesus
1: rides on the back. He was carrying you and the horse. <laughs> I remember footprints. Mm-hmm. That was always a great one. Uh so do you did you give up believing in Jesus or do you still
3: Yeah, pretty much totally. Um <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't believe I don't really believe in like an anthropomorphic god sure. that like that resembles like a human being in any meaningful way okay um it's so like the idea that there's like sky like i say this like super condescendingly like skyman is like anything like a human being i sort of reject right i'm open to the idea idea of there being like something that we call god like a god energy or whatever sure almost like a buddhist sort of mystic kind of belief right you, um, you can
1: believe in a higher power there's all kinds yeah. of higher powers that exist you know gravity
3: I think uh, I identify most as an agnostic now at this point in time, but like, there's like varying different types of agnostics. One of my favorite kinds of agnostics is agnostics. Agnostics, basically their whole thing is that not only can you not know if God exists, we can't even agree what God is to have a conversation about whether he exists. Like it's Uh, impossible to, to do that. So it's not even worth talking about. Cool. Super, super defeatist. I love it. Yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm down. I, I'm more of a fag-gnostic myself. I don't believe in the gays. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. That's a joke I stole from drummer, comedian Aaron Barrett. Uh, so, when were you, when did you lose it? When were you, because I, I mean, I have a similar background in that. I was zealotrous. Like, mm. really. Like, it, did you ever see the movie Jesus Camp?
3: Is that the one with. um?
1: It's, 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 um, or maybe it's not called Jesus Camp. It's, but there's. It's- it's a, it's a documentary about okay. a bunch of like super evangelical kids and there's a little girl in it who goes out and is like proselytizing to people and at the end she tells these black guys that are sitting down and she's like so you want to go to hell like and is talking to them and it, it's 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 almost embarrassing cuz i was the same way when i was little like i would i would try to talk to people about jesus and be like yeah. your life has no meaning unless you
3: you know, accept Jesus well, Christ mean, as your Lord and Savior. The, the audacity of that is insane to me. Yeah, um, and I think that that was one of the things that kind of led me to be like, ah, I don't know, um, because like I I went on like mission trips as a kid because it's like yeah. what you do. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, like you raise Building money. Building house in Mexico. And, um, what did I do? I went to I went to Peru. <gasps> cool. Yeah, it was cool. We went to Peru
1: to talk about Jesus.
3: To do a vacation Bible school. Like in a town called Juan Cavalica, which is like up in the Andes. Um, awesome. And then we also did, like, worked on building an orphanage in Lima. Like, cool. It's kind of bizarre. Like, if you're going to spend that, well, there's a number of problems with mission trips. It's basically like vacation for evangelicals so they can feel good about themselves in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it. The audacity of like telling someone that everything that they believe is wrong Like I can't believe I can't imagine believing anything that much actually as an adult like Showing up being like yeah Hey black or brown person that I don't speak the language of everything in your All of your belief system is wrong. I'm sure about this right That's and insane. I can't
1: wait to help you because I'm a, yeah. and a child shall lead them yeah. thanks for all the empowerment Bible
3: uh I,
1: so, I also, how old are you when you let it go?
3: Um, I think it was it was a very gradual process. Like I felt like I was never a hundred percent in a lot of the time. Really? Yeah. Um, there were times that I was like, "All right, we're gonna like grit our teeth, my teeth, and like believe it and really try."
1: So but you didn't, you weren't, you didn't feel anything through prayer. You didn't talk to Jesus. You didn't have the invisible thirty-three-year-old friend hanging out with you that you told things to.
3: I mean, I would, I would. I would pray, I would do all of the things, but like the whole time I'd be like, Duh, this is not clicking for me. Huh. Um, like, I remember, you know, it was it was an evangelical thing, so I had a praise band and people would like put up their hands and do the whole thing and get super emotional. And I would occasionally do that. Um, but to me, I was always like, uh, I'm not sure whether this is just something that happens to people when they do things in this context? Like, is this a thing that just happens to human beings?
1: Right. If 400 people get in a room and they're all singing the same song at the same time, isn't something created and don't you feel that? Yeah. So is that, is that God or is that
3: just like 400 people doing a thing? Right. right? And that was kind of like how I like climbed my way out of it was like realizing that, um, and and it was super gradual. Like certain things like just didn't ever really fit for me. And, I was just not a- ever able to buy in the way that I saw other people buying in. I was sure. like, um, but I remember thinking a number of times, like especially as I got older, like, okay, people who uh, believe in Allah, right? Do they have similar kinds of experiences? Like, and right, the answer—they fervently believe too. Right? Yeah. And so there's there's all of these different. And this kind of leads back to the beginning thing about Abraham Maslow. It's like all these people are having this sort of like similar experience. And it's more likely to me that this is like... If everyone's having a similar experience, it seems like more of a people thing than a God thing. Sure. And there's nothing particularly special about your particular brand. Like if Pentecostals are having these kinds of super intense religious experiences, and so are us. Like it's like... Why... Who nobody's special here like no nobody's version of this is special you're just kind of like working it out differently
1: but then and isn't it funny that I will, so no, this is a totally different question so then is religion and christianity what keeps us away keeps us moral and away from war but we still wage war over religious like differences hmm. so it's weird because it's like your religion i mean I don't know. Like some people, say they, they're religious because it gives them a basis for their morality. But then it's like, would, are people moral people with or without religion? Does it matter? Yeah. And and does religion actually give you more morality, or it almost seems like it closes you off and makes more more judgment?
3: Yeah. This is something I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on a radio program to talk about religious beliefs. I wonder if morality will come up, yes. um, and. And so I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, but I think that religion isn't particularly helpful at answering any of the actual like difficult ethical quandaries that like we run into. Huh. Um, and it it's it, like and it's just an interpretation of something all the time. So like the you know, there's classic ethics problems like there's like a kid who's about to get run over by a train and there are ten people on the other track. Do you like like, there's, like, a baby on one, and then there's ten people on the other. Do you, like, flip the track to save the baby and kill the ten people, or let the train run over the baby? How old right? are the people Well, on the other yeah, track? I mean, well, they're just, like, are they, like, they're adults. old people? They're just adults. They're adults. We don't know anything about them, right? Do we
1: know anything about the baby?
3: We, we nope. just It's just a baby. It's just a baby. You're, like, but, like... Kill really, the baby. That's easy. Maybe. Right? it It seems like from a utilitarian perspective it's it's easy, but like these are questions we have to deal with all the time like you know, on a on a larger scale like if you think that something's likely to kill a bunch of people but save other people like it, it, this is an ethics problem that like I don't know that we should try to deal with today. right right but well,
1: it's like dropping the you know, yeah, yeah. Some dropping some people say dropping the bomb on um, exactly stopped the war, stopped World War II So it saved a bunch of people, but it also murdered 198,000 Japanese people in three days. Right. So like, it is, uh, you know, it's can can killing be for the good? I well, I don't know. Like, right.
3: This is this gets super hard, and I don't know that like any. There's no. I don't know of anything in the Bible that's like prescriptive of how to deal with that problem. Right. right. Well,
1: they first um, in the Old Testament, there's eye for eye. So they're saying like, you know, whatever you deal out should be dealt back to you, which, you know. But then you've got, um, I mean, the Old Testament God kills a lot of people. Yeah, lots of people. Like, just even the Joshua fifth battle, of Jericho. Remember that song, Jericho. Yeah,
3: yeah. Jericho.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, the, so, the whole,
3: the whole like, um, Promised Land is like, hey, here's the deal. You get to leave Egypt and then go do some serious genocide things, and yeah. then you get to live there. Like, that's, like, the whole deal.
1: That's, like, the whole Old
3: Testament, yeah. Like And God helps like, you. It's like, kill all the men, women, and children, and also the livestock. Don't leave them out yeah, of it, because right. they're unclean as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, Murder everything, right? Literally everyone. Um, it's just, like, it's this weird identity, us versus them thing, right? Like,
1: But, and is that so humans are i mean are we born to be non-cooperative or are we only cooperative in small groups and then is religion thrust upon us to try to make us more cooperative in larger groups or to try to see like i don't know i mean the question comes down to when people are born do Do they know right from wrong? Is that something that is innately given to us? Because that's what the Bible says, is that once Adam and Eve ate the apple, they had the tree of knowledge. Now we have the knowledge of good versus evil, so we get to make a choice Mm -hmm. instead of just be like being blind followers of God or whatever. But is that... I mean, in that choice, is that what takes us away from morality? Because... Yeah,
3: well, I mean, I think the... The Genesis story is sort of just like a metaphor for consciousness in some Mm. ways, right? It's just like you have to deal with the fact that you exist and like you're aware of that. Um, And now what are you going to do? Um, I think that's the knowledge of good and evil is just consciousness. And I think that like, then, if you're thinking about how people describe things, right, in... When was the Bible written? Is like four thousand BC or something like that? Or, no, different, it was earlier different than that.
1: times throughout history. Or like many, but many like writers. Genesis sp-
3: specifically oh, uh-huh. is going to be like, was it Abraham? No, Moses wrote it. Actually, wrote it. Right? Ooh, I'm uh, doing bad at this. Not I think really. so. But anyways, maybe but, some. Well, of like it, allegedly. Well, that, that's like, the
1: thing too. Is that was there even at that time? The only people that knew how to read and write were the priests. Right, and so when the people, when they were telling these stories, they were all, um, you know, just auditory. They were just passed down, yeah, stories, and then eventually they're written down. But then, I mean, women didn't yeah. even know how to read until, you know, like the seventeen hundreds. Like they were just, no one knew how to read. So right. I don't even know think, when they So I think, like, if you don't
3: down. have the word for consciousness, like as a early human, right, right, you're gonna say. There was like a tree or, I don't know, like basically you became aware of things. Sure. Right? And how do you explain that to people? Um, and other cultures have similar like stories. Origin stories. Origin yeah. stories. Um,
1: uh, the, the I usually ask people this, like, so if, if they were raised Christian, when you were little, did you believe that the earth was created in seven days?
3: Definitely. That was like a major litmus test for like anywhere that we went to church is like, you, I had a, I had a book. So I was pulled out of public school in fourth grade, and I was homeschooled for a variety of reasons. Like, I think the main was that like I was new in school because I just moved there, and I was being bullied, and it was like really terrible. Oh no! Um, and but but one of my textbooks, like my, my science textbook, was it couldn't just happen, which is this basic like it, and it's all of this intelligent pseudoscience, design, basically. It, not even intelligent design, right? Intelligent design like allows for the idea that. Well, there's like v- different kinds of intelligent design. There's the kind that's like, well, evolution was guided over forever by God, sure. which is one version. And then there's like the more fundamental version that's like, no, it was six literal day, twenty four hour days, right, right, that everything happened in, um, and they like create all these loopholes for themselves, like, like they, uh, like they God created a mature universe. Uh-huh. Like that's how you deal with the the fact that like st- um because if the
1: universe is constantly expanding, right? Then it there
3: it's, it's not possible, right? If there's if there's light coming from, you know, right. millions of years light years away, it's not possible. So God that created all of that, and ago. if you, in like in some ways it's like okay, well, a couple things, <laughs> right? If you're gonna make what's the difference between creating a universe that's creating the entire universe that's on day one a few billion years old sure and actually having it take a few billion years it's kind of a yeah it's mind fuck it's a mind fuck who cares yeah, right
1: <laughs> but, well and I, flying spaghetti monster i mean he touched us with his noodly appendage and
3: that is true I, like that. I, like I, that I
1: intelligent I, design thing yeah <laughs> i love the flying spaghetti monster
3: no it's great um what were we talking about?
1: Uh, space. Uh, whether whether it happened in sixteen. Oh, years. yeah. Like, our, like our whack job, Pence uh, VP thinks that right. the Earth was created and in sixteen. I was, 4,
3: so, do, do you know Ken Ham? Mm-mm. He's kind of like one of the main, or he was, I'm sure there's, I bet he's still, actually. He's the guy who started the, like, um, you know, the Noah's Ark that they built in Kentucky? Oh, uh-huh. He's that guy. He's this Australian, like, scientist guy. He debated Bill Nye and all these other things about creation. Um... And so we, I had like his videos that my f- family bought and I watched and I had, they couldn't just happen book, which is like the Ken Ham sponsored thing, other books. And my parents knew that I was curious about this stuff. And like, I think very earnestly they believed this and they also had some questions, but they were like, this is what church is telling us. And we believe it. Yeah. For reasons. Blunt and, and well, it's about faith, and it's like, well, I have to because it, if this, if the Bible is true, is that's our starting point. Sure. Then we have to do everything from there, and that's kind of Ken Ham's whole thing. It's like, and that's the reason why they care so much about that, because if you start with parts of it being wrong, then everything unravels. Everything unravels, yeah. right? Um, and that's also one of the ways that it totally unraveled for me is just sort of like this i really really want this to be true because like culturally my family and whatever like it helps if i just kind of like buy in sure um but it's like this really doesn't make sense everyone this is
1: i justified it when i started getting smarter so i i remained zealous christian until i was like 18
4: mm-hmm.
1: and uh until i did acid and saw god and then i was like oh we're buddies <laughs> uh it's, it's we're fine dude yeah high five in space but I used to say, oh, you know, people go, oh, it's six, six days. And I say, well, the hubris of man to think that we know what a God day is. Please. Yeah. We call it six days. We're humans. God doesn't have a concept of time. He put it in our language so we could understand. Like, oh, a day. But a God day, God doesn't have any. God is beyond time. So therefore...
3: would not like you at all. Yeah, he would but, He would take you to town for that. But
1: Because... What is a God day? It's Just the hubris of us to go, we know what a God day is. Well, I guess if we created God, obviously we know what a God day is. But the God, when God created the heavens and the earth, maybe it took a billion years to do it because that's a God day because he's outside of time.
3: So their retort to this is that the word is the literal word for day. And there's another word they could have used, which means like epoch okay. of time. Um, but I mean... Also, the Bible has
1: gone through. I mean, it started in Aramaic, and then it was translated into like Latin, and then into Greek and Roman, and all these other languages. And then, uh, eventually, with the New King, the, the King James version, it was in English, and with all the ye's and the yays and the these and the thous. Yeah. And then we even translate it further into like the New Times, Rome, all the different, you know, NIV new international version anyways all of those different versions like how can it be truth when it's translation it's like the game of telephone right when the little kids say around the thing and and they say ah your mom smells like peas and then it comes out to like something else i recently
3: had this argument with my parents which was it was it was about um i think it was about gay marriage oh um specifically. And so I you know, I was like, well, why is homosexuality a sin according to the Bible? Like, because the Bible says so. Was like, there's other stuff in the Bible that you don't believe and you don't do. Right? right. Um, and so the, the the next thing I said was like, okay, fine. We'll put that aside. How about let's agree that God literally spoke to somebody and had like let's let's agree that this happened it was god and everything was taken down word for word Mm -hmm. god would still have to talk to that person in their own language to try to tell them all of these things right right um and so like there's that translation problem like like any idea right your only way of expressing it is like with your own language right, right. so god would have to talk in ancient hebrew to person and tell them things and like all of our language is so loaded with all sorts of like random ass ideas yeah and like things that we take to be granted for true like like gender pronouns are a great example right, right. The, like like why are certain like we're in spanish some certain things in, in english too certain things are feminine or masculine why like yeah. that's yeah. that's because like it has been but that doesn't mean that it is or ought to be or should be it's just like that's the way of expressing these things in that language so if that's the case then like it's still somebody interpreting god at some level right absolutely and and then you add in other and more and more and more layers of this and it becomes a giant shit show
1: yeah well and like the word for when you deal with greek there are like the word love has there's like Thirty different versions it's like it's like the Eskimos with ice or snow like there's like 42 words for ice and snow or something but it's the same thing with love so if you're going back to the Bible and it's been translated so many times like love between a man and a man when did we decide that that was so I think that the reason we don't like homosexuality well we the Christians and they have a problem with it and it goes down through the Bible I think it's contextual because they were at war so much and you know, when you are at war, people have a tendency to steal your little boys and have sex with them. Like, mm. that's just a thing. So the Jews were probably like, whoa, God does not condone homosexuality. Because at the time, you know, their children were being taken and sent off to the Roman baths. And, you know, and, like, that was, like, having I, sex with little boys was, I like, I think I have thing. a.
3: I my explanation is a little bit, I think, simpler. And so this is, like, goes for all, like— especially sexual, like, prohibitions from the Bible, which is basically, it's a patriarchal society. And given that you have a patriarchal society, the only way of protecting your wealth is to protect, like, basically sex of your children. Sure. Um, Right? Like, so if you can control who your son or daughter marries, you can kind of control where your wealth is coming in and out. And so, like, the regulation of sex is super important for the preservation of, like, the patriarchal order. Right. And um, homosexuality, like, doesn't really get you anything so Mm. there's that bias implicitly already Um, there's also like fear of like basically like invaders coming out but I also think that part of it is um, it's a cultural thing so like the ways that you know one group of people define themselves vis-a-vis others is like what they do in their society and others do in theirs and so when you read the Old Testament there's a lot of this set up right it's always about like you know, what, what do the Israelites do? And then what do the Philistines do? Right. Right. Like the way that they define who you are as is based on like what you don't do. Like, so we don't eat pork. We don't do all of these things. And so, and so at some point in time, if they're like, I don't know whether this was the case or not, but it is like the kinds of sex and sexual activity that is allowed is a way of defining yourself as a culture and a people, um, sure. And I think that religion is super used; has been used to do that a lot. Absolutely. So that's my take on where that comes from. That makes Basically, sense. all and that was a that was a big like light switch on for me at some point was that the most likely source of all of the like sexual prohibitions which exist in the Bible are like cultural ones rather than and so, rather
1: than God ones. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. kind of
3: went from like a. Like, what are all of the rules and things? And be like, what, can I find a likely explanation for this mm-hmm. that is, like, human-centered rather than God-centered? And if so, it's likely that's not from God, right? right. Yeah. If I can, like, that's kind of how miracles work, right? Like, <laughs> Right? So, for miracles and the resurrection, um, you know Bart Ehrman? No, I don't know. He's... Um, He's a biblical scholar from... And he he's a really interesting person because he started out super evangelical as well. And he went to seminary, he went to Princeton, and eventually he was like, oh man, it doesn't add up. Like he... Like <laughs> he, he his, his main expertise is like studying the gospels uh-huh. um, and looking at different discrepancies specifically in the gospels. Um, where did... We, how did we end up here? Um, Contextually, you were talking about
1: how... Sexually, it's about probably you switched gears though.
3: Uh, I don't know, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what you did. Uh, anyways, um, well, his main thing was that there's well, he, he kind of ended up there by examining like and cross referencing the different books of the Bible or specifically the gospels and talking about the different tones of like who Jesus is and all of these, sure. Um, and it's super interesting to take a look at. So, like, Mark was the earliest one. And I forget the time. Matthew,
1: Mark, Luke, John. Why didn't they just put them in order? <laughs>
2: right. I have just no about, idea. But, but Mark
3: was written first. That's funny. Mark, I'm pretty sure, was written first. Um, or, like, we have the earliest records of Mark. And then the other ones kind of, like, pick and take different portions of. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, like, Matthew has the has the Jesus being born story. Mm-hmm. So I think that's right. why maybe they put it first is, like, it was the...
3: Whole, like where this came from, they have different birth stories as well as different. There's a lot of stuff that's different, and they different. They emphasize different parts of it, um, of his life, um, you know, like famously the the, the different, the thieves, uh huh, and their treatment of Christ is different in different oh, books. Oh, interesting. Um, in only one of them, I think it's Luke. This is not Waiting for Godot. They talk about this. Um, they one so there's like the bad thief and the thief that's like oh yeah you're god i'm with you and, and jesus is like yeah you're gonna be with me in heaven today right nice nice sweet yeah <laughs> um but in the other one both both thieves mock him
1: oh yeah interesting so there are there's all kinds of discrepancies.
3: there's all kinds of discrepancies there's like discrepancies in sort of time and all of these different things and a
1: lot, there were many many books written but they just chose those ones and even um some of them are written by women, and those didn't make it in. So that's interesting.
3: Just, yeah, there's like the Gospel of Thomas, I think, which is like has Jesus as a little kid and he performs like magic tricks and stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah, I like that Jesus, money changer. Fun
3: Jesus. Funny,
1: fun Jesus. Fun yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I like socialist Jesus. Uh, it's funny because in the Book of Acts, it, you you literally see the point where Christianity turns from socialism into fascism. Like Ooh. there's a so there's a. In a, it's like the maybe the sixth book of Acts there's a guy and so the, they, the church says everyone has to sell all their land and do everything and we're going to pool it all together we're going to be socialists mm-hmm. everybody give us all your money and we're going to take care of everybody and we're going to divide it up equally and right. this is how the church is going to take care of people so everybody does that and then there's this one guy and his wife and they sell a piece of land but they're like we're going to save the money from this we're not going to give the money to the church so then smart the church smart, smart the church calls him in So the man comes and they say, hey, did you sell that piece of land? And he lies and he says, no. And then they say, God struck him down and the men carried him out outside. Anyways, he died. God killed him. Yeah, sure. I think the church killed him. But then they bring in the wife and the same thing. They say, hey, uh, we were asking your husband. We're just checking it out with you. you. Did you sell the piece of land? She also lies and God strikes her down. So it's like, the moment in the Bible where socialism turns into fascism, it's like happened so quickly. So it's, and that's, I think that's funny because most Christians now are like Republicans and they have money and they want to keep their money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's one of the beauties of Christianity is I guess God smiles favorably on you and you get to be a rich person. I don't know. That's right. My family is very wealthy and they are still very Christian. I, however, you know, left the church and am very poor now,
3: but yeah, well, yeah, see, that's what happens. See, that's what happens. <laughs> that's, that's, that's
1: God. That's God. Yeah. That's God. Me down. Yeah. But um, I, I find very interestingly the treatment of women in the Bible. And it, that always, as a child, upset me. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, why are we not dealing in equality? And because it's, I mean, it's easy to see well, why women aren't equal in society right now because it, throughout almost every religion, we're subjugated in some way. Right. Um, and, the, and the Bible is no exception Esther yeah. and Ruth and the blessings
3: Well I remember one you know. One of the stories that like most Like jumped out at me I forget which, which book of the Old Testament It might be in Judges Probably in Judges Based on the context of the story But basically um, There's All of these people show up At this guy's house And they're like we're gonna kill you or whatever um, or no we want to have sex with you and everyone inside or whatever and so he sends out his daughter oh, this or is, something yeah this is
1: Lot this
3: no is it's not Lot Sodom
1: and Gomorrah no because nope. he does that with it's similar H-S. similar but yeah. it's a
3: similar story but it's it's different and so what he does is he sends out his daughter or something and so she's raped and then he cuts up her body and sends into 12 pieces And sends out one to all of the 12 tribes of Israel to be like, by the way, this happened. And it's like, it's insane. It's totally insane. I'll have to find it. Um, Yeah,
1: because that's amazing because I thought that Lot was the only one that... um gave his daughters to the because the two angels come down and they're right like, right right and all the people knock on the door and they're like we want to fuck those god guys yeah that just came here who are they we want to and he's like no no i'm not gonna let you here have my daughters instead and sends his daughters out. right that that happens twice that it's just like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fuck my daughter yeah, there's, there's definitely
3: another one i can find it it's that's amazing it's it's, it's insane i remember being like okay why? Wait, what? And yeah. they were like, "Well, the Old Testament God was different." I was like, "He's like, he's a psychopath." Yikes! Yeah, <laughs> like, God is a vengeful. God. Um. Wow. They do it. They do it twice. They like to
1: rape the women. Uh, The other, the thing that just upset me so much is that, you know, the book of Esther is a nice book and wow, Mm -hmm. she saved the entire Jewish people. Isn't that wonderful? But how did she do it? Was she clever? Was she good at puzzles? Was she a great speaker, an incredible orator? Nay. She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. Like the whole book is about how hot she was and her name was Hadassah and her uncle Malachi is like, girl, you're hot. You should get, you should, because the Queen Vashti got kicked out because she wouldn't parade around naked around the king or whatever and his buddies. So he sends away Queen Vashti and he basically has a contest for like the hottest girl to be his new wife. And, and they're like, Hadassah, change your name to Esther and you're good to go. And she was, she was gorgeous and favored and everything was great because she was so beautiful. And I just hate that so much that there's two books of the Bible about women, Ruth and Esther and fucking Esther gets to be queen because she's pretty. Like, that's the lesson that we get to learn from the Bible is be, be pretty.
3: Am, am I wrong that Ruth was also a harlot?
1: No, Ruth was the one who um, listened to her mother-in-law and married the old rich fat dude. She,
3: who am I thinking of in Jericho? Who like lets them in or
1: Samson's?
3: No, that's Delilah. She's bad. She, she's bad. She's, she's very cuts bad. very bad. Eaten by dogs. Right. Ah, uh, eaten by dogs. Yeah, she's thrown it's out of a window way. and then eaten by dogs. Yeah,
1: which
3: makes sense. That seems that seems was, very plausible, she, by the way. Absolutely <laughs>
1: plausible. But she was a hero. That's the other thing is that's which side are you on? Because mm-hmm. Samson, like, why was? What about the whole society that was there that he was trying to take down? Like, what's <laughs> Right. Which side was right? But uh, all the all the all the all the women things eaten by dogs. I like that. Uh, no, Ruth was the one. She was from another country, and she and her buddy married Jews. But t- those two guys died, and so rather than stay in her homeland, she followed her mother-in-law back to Israel. And mm. then um, there was a thing where if your husband dies, you get to marry. Someone in their family, because obviously you need to be taken care of because you're a woman, and how would you take care of yourself? So when she has the option of marrying the hot guy, she's like, nah, my mother in law told me to lay at the feet of Boaz for three days in the threshing room, which, whatever, I think laying at the feet of means. Having some sex or whatever But in well, old timey fashion Because like <laughs> Marilyn Magdalene Washed and dried Jesus' feet with her hair And like all that feet stuff I think that that is A euphemism
3: for fucking Oh I hadn't really thought about that But she ends but-
1: up marrying Boaz Because he's a rich fat dude And he's old And there's a book There's Even there's a verse in the Bible Where he says to her Hey sweetheart You're young and pretty You can marry any of my younger you know, relatives. Why? Why do you want to be with me? And she was like, "Because my mother-in-law told me to."
3: <laughs> do you know about Deborah? Deborah. Which Deborah she, was kind of a badass, I, I think. think. Like she
1: was a judge, wasn't
3: she? She was one of the judges. Yeah. yeah. She
1: was. Yeah.
3: And she like was a warrior. So I'm just trying to come up with one. No, no, that's one example. good. I
1: know I should I should do a little spelunking of that and try to change my. Bible no, but skills. in
3: general, in general, not great. Yeah. In general, not great.
1: Not just not favorable toward, but. So it's one of the. I'm I'm such a feminist, and th- that was one of the main reasons that I sort of turned away from the Christian faith because I was like, so I'm not good enough because mm. I'm a girl. Like I'm pretty smart, but am I not? <laughs> one
3: like- of the things that blows my mind is like, so there's specifically I don't know what book of the Bible this it, but it's, you know, wives submit to your husbands. Oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. right um as the church submits to christ or something Mm um i went to my cousin's wedding and you know so there are a number of passages in the bible which are are really great uh and for for weddings you know like love is patient love is kind like there's some good stuff in there like Like, boastful it takes no record of. but instead of of you know sticking to like the classics the pastor at the wedding decided to give like a sermon on wives submit to your husbands. Wow! And it was like, whoa! It's like the third rail. You just don't need to go there. Like right, right. Like it's going to be a mixed room. A lot of different people coming in. Like if that's your church's beliefs, okay. I disagree, but. Like, at least you have, like, an audience who's, like, down. Right. Um, people were not down. I, um, I, I was not down. Many of my aunts and uncles were not down. It was like, what the hell is going on? Um, look it up. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, weddings. Ugh. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, like, going back to the why can't the gays get married. Well, you know what? It's just a social contract.
3: That's a totally made-up thing.
1: It's a total made-up thing. It's like... It's a strange, marriage is such a funny thing because, I mean, I get it from like back in the day, like you want to, you don't want anyone else to fuck your property. Basically what it has to do with is women are property and they are moved, first they're their father's property and he has to fucking deal with them and then he's like, okay, take them, take them. So then, but that's the whole thing is it's like, I mean, I was married, I never wanted to get married, but my parents sort of were like you have to you have to get married and and it made sense because we bought a house i don't the only reason to get married is if you both have money and you want to buy a house that's the only i mean two people can be together and be happy and that's fine but we we put this contract on it so it's like don't fuck my property yeah it's like uh, so you don't trust me or am i not capable of making my own Decisions on, like, how to, you know, not hurt the other person or have fidelity, or I don't know. I, yeah, monogamy is weird. Like, I don't know. I love my boyfriend and I don't want to have sex with anybody else, but if I did, I guess we'd have to just talk about it or something because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why sexuality and morality are so intertwined. Like, I just don't understand why yeah. why one has anything to do with the other.
3: Well, I think it, I think a big part of it, I mean, in, in, for religion, it's about, like, control. Um, and it's about, like, at least originally, I think it was about, you know, patriarchal society and control. In a lot of ways, the state has replaced that in modern life and bestows benefits on married couples because, like, it's a way of, like, it's like a vestige of both the patriarchal patriarchal society as well as um binding people to the state
1: ah binding people to the state scary uh this is i tried to look up the, <laughs> that, that, the bible verse <laughs> ephesians ephesians 22 uh ephesians five, twenty-two, and 23. and here we go wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Mm. And he, he went at a, at a wedding, he was like...
3: He was like, yeah, I, I know I have the good I have a good verse for this yeah, wedding. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean... It was interesting to, like, (laughs) talk himself into that hole. And then he's, like, trying to be like, hey, but it's okay. Just hold on for a minute. Right, because the next passage is the one, 25
1: is the nice one. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. Yeah. Because yeah. women can't do anything for themselves. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Th- the whole thing is like much more likely to be the result of people trying to make some sense of something in their own cult- cultural context than something from God is my main right. point. Yeah. Maybe maybe don't quote me on binding people to state. I need to flesh out that hypothesis. No, no. I like that. <laughs> I like that hypothesis.
1: Uh, when are you doing comedy next?
3: Um, I don't know. I'll, I haven't done... I haven't been doing it as much. Probably like probably do some mics this weekend and then around next week. I don't have any showcases coming up or anything. Oh,
1: you have to go to Eagle tonight.
3: No, I've got a. I've got work, I've got to go right back to work after this, oh, and wow. then. Um,
1: what do you do? I didn't. I am no. Idea.
3: Um, I'm a statistician. I work in politics. Um, You're a
1: statistician.
3: I'm like a data analytics person in politics, and I try to get.
1: You're like uh, Cambridge Ana- analytical.
3: But for Democrats. But for Democrats. And also, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's a really weird, cool job. You're it's an interesting job. Are you a
1: math major?
3: No, I was a poli sci guy, but I did a lot of math. Wow.
1: So, what have you learned about the Democratic Party? Are we are we
3: doomed? No, I, like we have like a seventy percent chance of taking back the House this year. Yeah, which that is has good. To happen. Well, that's um, the only
1: way to just quick get on politics. The only way that we can impeach Trump is if we make pence into a lame duck and the only way to do that is to have both the house and the senate so if we impeach trump but we have a republican controlled senate controlled senate and house we're fucked
3: well we have to have a 60 percent, 60 votes in the in the senate to actually remove trump from office if Mm -hmm. articles of impeachment pass the house for which we'd need a majority so in the like there's almost no chance that we end up with 60 Democrats in the Senate, mm-hmm. so we'd have to have people cross over. Um, I don't think any modern presidents have ever been removed. Even Nixon just resigned. So right, right, right. Um, it seems it, it's unlikely that the president will be removed from office. We can still impeach the president, like Clinton was impeached, but he w- was not removed from office.
1: Right. Over and it, over blowjobs. Really? I know
3: yeah. he, he. It was perjury. Technically, sure. but
1: yeah, Martha Stewart had to go to jail for lying. Um, but the president didn't. Sad face. Poor Martha.
3: Poor Martha. <laughs> should have should have run for president. Like yeah. she should, honestly should have run for president. <laughs> she would be great. She'd, yeah, she
1: can run a company better than better than Trump can. She's never gone bankrupt. Everything she does is is makes luck
2: gold. gold. She's, she's gold. She's, she's golden girl.
1: Uh so. You don't do weekday comedy, though?
3: Um, I do. I do. So I, I actually do mostly improv and sketch. Um, so I have, a, I have an improv show Endgames? next week. I do it at End Games. Um, and then on Basement Party over at Piano Fight. Oh, badass. So tonight I've got like a sketch team meeting and we're planning for our fall show. But see, that's comedy. Yeah, it's comedy. I just like immediately thought of stand-up because I'm here at Mutiny Radio. But Right,
1: right. Well, and we could do, we've just never done sketch comedy here, but we could do sketch uh, yeah. comedy here. Why not? If you ever want to do a show here, we're cheap. We're only a hundred bucks. Oh, nice!
3: For, I might think for about a two-hour,
1: two-hour thing, and you can charge whatever you want.
3: You make two it. hours is way more than yeah. <laughs> I probably want to put a sketch show on for, um, right? Because <laughs> are you a long form or a short form sketch guy? Um, more short forms. Well, well, I guess like sketches are typically short. but Long form improv though. Oh, long form improv.
1: See, I <sighs> improv is so hard because. Sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not. Usually it's and not, and it's okay for it not to be funny. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, audiences like, like it. Most of the time,
3: the point fun. is for it to be funny. Like people can get into like real arty stuff, and there's some of that, but like generally, the point is to be funny. Gotcha. In my opinion, there are different views on improv, but
1: yeah, I, 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 I just I'm I'm a writer. I like to write material. I don't, and all that saying yes. Ugh, I got my you ass. You can say no. It. You could say no.
3: Yeah, you can say no. Um, like I, that'd be a good name. I think, name for I think a improv that sucks thing. is like just people saying like yes, yes, yes to each other back and forth. Right. Um, like behave like a human being and have a perspective, and you're fine. Gotcha. Um, different theaters teach it a little bit differently. Especially like for earlier people, it's all about agreement. Like agree and. Um, make sure that everybody has a name and know yes, what the relationship and, is yeah. and like all of there's like all of these rules um the annoyance is like a theater in chicago that teaches it completely differently and huh. it's like forget all of those rules like as long as your character and you have a perspective and a thing everything else is going to solve itself huh all right um I,
1: I just I the only improv I've done lately is I was we tried to have a team for that baseball game the baseball yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy we, baseball yeah we got I guess got my ass handed to me every time just every time stuff I thought was super funny it just didn't <laughs> I just every time I, we, mutiny never won a game we we tied Sylvan I thought that was a coup but we
3: it was I've never seen that show
1: it's a lot of fun but it's um if. It, for people who do improv every week, it's easy. But for those of us who just yeah, I know, don't even do I know that, a lot of the
3: I improvisers don't. who also do stand-up are like Chloe and Natasha, I know, do a bunch of that yeah. show. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Let's Colin. Start colin holtz i Mm -hmm. love colin holtz he's He's great great.
1: and he runs eagle uh tonight i'll be yeah i would be doing it tonight but
3: i've got other stuff i gotta be doing
1: well good for you richard barney thank you so much for coming and talking about i love it when people actually know the bible it's it's really it's really fun and we have really similar backgrounds so that was was,
3: weird it was a lot of fun to presbyterian too yeah i know don't get a lot of exactly that who also left yeah where are you from
1: danville Danville, across the east bay
3: okay i'm not from Rich around here I'm like i was a navy kid but mostly east coast yeah cool
1: cool well thank you good luck with your improv shows everybody go check out end games improv and uh thanks again richard barney yay wednesday night come see the fork come see the fork where Where? What? It, what is
3: uh 10 p.m on wednesday
1: 10 p.m on wednesday at not piano fight
3: today next week at p.m piano fight yeah
1: 10 o'clock cool uh the fork
3: the fork it's All about right. life's big decisions Oh, We'd like, have like somebody a fork give in a, the road, not yeah, like Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. somebody like... gives a monologue about like a decision they made in their life and we do improv based on that.
1: Oh, that's so cool. It's fun.
3: Yeah, last time we had a we had like a professional scuba diver um <laughs> come on and he talked about like his journey of how he became a scuba diver and he's from the Midwest, and so he's like diving in like rivers and ballast. Thing, tanks yeah, and shit. Sure. I don't know. Um, it that's, was super interesting. That's
1: a really great way to get the audience involved because it's somebody's story and it's personal, and then you like make it funny. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Underwater stuff that would be fun. Does everybody going. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> who was a fish? Were you a fish?
3: Uh, <laughs> we had somebody who was a half fish. <laughs> it was a half fish we had a, we had a half fish family some people were like the top part of their body was a fish and then she was like half, her, half of her like horizontally down the middle was a fish so like when you're, she was talking this way she was blah 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 and this way she was like whatever but everyone else was a human nice it the was very fork. silly
1: so it's once a month on Wednesday 10 p.m. Piano Twice fight. monthly. Twice First a month. and
3: third Wednesdays. First
1: and third Wednesdays. The Fork. Go see it at Piano Fight. Go see Richard Barney. Thanks again, at for a, being at here At 446 Valencia. Oh, 446 Valencia. At Stageworks, yeah. Stageworks, not at Piano It's cool. Fight. Go to any of
3: these places. Just support local comedy. Just support local comedy. All
1: right, this has been Some Call Me Tim. We'll be back next week uh, with another person who will talk about things and stuff. Uh, okay, bye.
5: didn't get the funnies. So gather around. Ah, uh, here's Dick Tracy. Let's see what Dick Tracy is doing. Now, get this picture. Here is Wet Wash. The doors of the laundry wagon are open. He's leaning with his back toward the wagon. And he's counting his money. Two, three, four thousand. Now he's getting into the hundreds. 600, 700, 800. And the picture shows a hand of breathless. She's got hold of that iron pot. Remember the iron pot she took from the Van Hoosens? And crash! She crashes on his head. Knocked out. Next picture we see, Dick Tracy. You know the fine type of Dick Tracy? He's been a detective so long. And he still has that slender form. Lou Valentine, why do our detectives get fat, I wonder. And say, children, what does it all mean? What does it all mean?
6: and concealing, you're having some fun. But if you, you're too young to date, or over 98, then keep those eyes on her hands. And when she goes around the island, swinging those hips so tantalizing, <laughs> keep your eyes where they belong. And when her skirt goes a swishin keep your head, lad, don't go wishing. That you would like to mow the lawn Your eyes are revealing You're fooling no one Though you seem concealing You're having some fun But if you're too young to date Or over 98 Then keep your eyes on the hands They tell a story Just keep your eyes Just keep your eyes Just keep your eyes on the hand.
7: have a good time, but that's nothing to be compared with that reunion in heaven. You know how it is when one goes off from home and they stay a long time, and they come back, everybody greets you so, they love you, they hug you. Those that's been gone for years, what a reunion that's gonna be. In the air, and thank God, I believe there will be some running. I believe there will be some shouting in the air. And all of God's people gathered in the air to meet the Lord. Praise the Lord. She wants to sing precious memories. I trust it will be a blessing to you. man should man.
0: Radio.fm, this is a flat black plastic show.
6: Time and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Betty's, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August. 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www20 Street Block Party.com.
5: With, with 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 diamond
4: tea let the life flourish we find a common kind of thread we don't 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 don't
0: Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10am to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays! Yay! For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
7: And all the
1: kissing is kissing. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic.
0: My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long...
4: Oh, this did five fifth world.